Hello, this is Daniel Orton, pastor of Harvest House United Pentecostal Church in Marion, Kentucky. It is our desire to see hurting hearts and minds healed as they are born again into the kingdom of God. It is my desire that this podcast will be a blessing to you and help bring you closer to Jesus. What One verse of scripture here. If you want to stand with me, read this. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed to the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So, everybody say image. He wants us to be changed into His image. So, Lord, we love you. We thank you for your blessings. Thank you for everyone here, God. Just help us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll go ahead and give you my, my little title here tonight. And it's this. Identity felt. Everybody say that. Identity felt. Anybody know what that is? Anybody know what identity felt is? Some of you young people probably are too young to understand it, uh, some of it. But of course, if you have Facebook, somebody probably has stole your profile or something. It's said, it is said that nearly half of all America have experienced some type of financial identity theft over the last several years to the amount of $56 billion that has been stolen from people. <laughs> most people, most of the hackers, we call them hackers, um, what else we call them probably? Thieves, that's a good name for them. Criminals is what they are. They're, they're pretty happy just to, to hack into our bank account, max out our credit card, take out a loan in our name or something like that. We had somebody that decided they needed about $1,000 worth of gas from Louisville of our money one time. And also from the church. I don't know if I ran the card at the wrong gas pump or had a skimmer on it, but thankful we got it back. But sometimes they go a little bit farther than that. They go the extra mile, and they get kind of crazy. So reporter Christopher Wheelock got scammed while looking for a temporary place to stay. He found a ad on Craigslist for a roommate. So he he messaged them and received a response from the landlord named Kathy Castillo. She asked him to send two hundred dollars by way of some electronic funds and for an application through some kind of cash app. And they only accepted debit payments. So after he sent the two hundred dollars, um there was another request for the deposit for the first month's rent. That was going to be a total of $1,100. Then he's like, something ain't right. So he checked into it and come to find out the real owner had not even created a Craigslist. And it was just a scam. 
And then there is Shimon Hayot, I guess is how you say his name. And he even had his own Netflix documentary. And it's called The Tender Swiddler. He, he posed as having a lot of wealth as a businessman on Tinders. Anybody know what Tinder is? Probably more than I do. And he, he used his lavish lifestyle to impress women and build relationships. And, and soon after that, he would tell his current target that uh, business enemies were threatening his life and asked for credit cards and loans and Hoyt maxed out credit cards and didn't repay the loans leaving a lot of his victims um, with all this crippling debt in their life. Evidently, he's from Israel with his name, but the Israel Times estimated that he had defrauded his victims for a total of $10 million. That's a lot of money to steal from somebody. And then in 2004, 2004 Philip Cummings pleaded guilty to one of the largest identity theft cases in the United States. Cummins worked at a desk job at the Toledo Communications in Long Island, New York, where he helped companies run routine credit checks. And when he left his job, he also, when he packed all of his belongings up, he also took with him the confidential passwords of 33,000 of the company's clients. And with the help of an accomplice, he took those sensitive data information, sold them, and he drained bank accounts, opened new lines of credit, and the U.S. Department of Justice estimated that a total of 50 to $100 million is what he had stolen. <laughs> uh, most, most people steal your identity when they're after money, but that wasn't the case for 27-year-old Australian Nicole Maccabee. Maccabee's identity was found on a fake passport used by suspects in assassination of a top Hamas official in Dubai. Luckily, Maccabee was, she was quick to prove her innocence and she still had her passport and a photo used and the fake document wasn't her. Although they were records of her flying to locations that she had never been, including Dubai. And then, just, just about one more here, YouTuber J.C. Aaron's identity theft story, it started with her mom's email address. The hackers broke into Aaron's mom's email account, stole her sensitive information, her credit card information, phone number. Then they contacted her phone service provider. All the incoming calls to Aaron and her parents rerouted them to their phone. And Aaron caught the hackers early enough and changed the phone service back. But a few days later, Aaron's dad checked his credit card bill to find that the scammers had spent almost $40,000 in less than one week. And the credit card company's calls, they called them to verify all these strange purchases had went straight to the scammers. How many knows there's scammers out there that want to scam you. I'm constantly getting text messages, emails, phone calls about things that does not even pertain to me, things that I've won. 
But here's the thing. When we are born, we are given an identity by the government. And that is what each of these hackers, these scammers are after. They want your identity. Everybody in this building has what? Social security card. A social security number might be the better. You may not have your card, but you have a number. You have a social security number. And as you grow in your life, your parents will give you an identity. They'll even give you nicknames. Anybody here got a nickname? Sister Penny? <laughs> well, you might not realize it, but that's not her actual name. <laughs> that is a nickname she was given by her parents, see? That was an, that was an identity. It was given to her. Y'all learned something tonight, right? Anybody else got nicknames of parents or somebody has given you, right? Our, our friends will also give you an identity. We heard it tonight from Texas, or not Texas, but from Preston. I'm thankful for mom and dad bringing me to church. Is that what you said? He was referring to Bethany in Texas. So he's identified them as, I'm guessing, some type of spiritual family, mom and dad in their life. Even our enemies will give us an identity. They'll identify you as something and, and they'll put a target on you. And I, I remember one of the local bullies at the school, my eighth grade year in school, he would go from kid to kid and he would uh, decide, I'm gonna, you're going to be the one I'm going to beat up today. And I remember I was his target. I wasn't eighth grade. It might have been, actually I think it was eighth grade. Whatever, I'm old. I don't remember as well. He targeted me. I didn't do nothing to him. He wanted to fight. So finally, I wore my ring my grandfather gave me. We went to the boys' locker room and all I know there was blood and I don't know if he wanted to fight or not, but he wanted to fight again. And we never fought again. I didn't see no sense in it. And he didn't bother me no more. But I was his target. Now, I was little then too. I wasn't very big. I was a little guy. I was about, I was like short and fat and now I'm tall and fat. So, But unfortunately, we've got to deal with people who wants to steal our identity. And about every one of us on here, if you're on social media, you've dealt with somebody stole your profile picture and they've created a fake account it may look like you. It may not be you. We've all dealt with that. But all these scammers and hackers get this very honest because the devil has been stealing humanity's identity for a very long time. Amen. Jesus even tells about it in John 10 and 10. He says, the thief cometh except to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil is not happy with just stealing your identity though. These hackers on we got to deal with in this world, they want to steal your identity because they're trying to get some money. Okay? They're trying to get them get some money. I, I, let me tell you a funny story. Just recently, and I'd say recently, it's about a year ago, um, a lady that had passed away. All of a sudden I get this message from her on my messenger. And say, hey, hey, have you heard about this program? Anybody ever had one of those? Hackers to send you that? 
this week. But I like to have fun with them. So listen, sent me a message. Uh, matter of fact, you guys know Brother Jay from the Sturgis Church. It was his wife's mom. It just passed away about a year ago, a year ago in last November. And all of a sudden she messaged, have you heard about this program? And I knew, of course, it wasn't her because she just died about a month before this. So I, I said, no, I haven't heard about this program. And so they begin to tell me about it. And I'm like, wow, that's great. I said, you know what's even greater? And they're like, what, what, what's that? I didn't realize that you had a computer in heaven. That is really cool. I bet your family loves the fact that you can still talk to them from heaven on Facebook. That's incredible. <laughs> I had a little fun with them and they quit talking to me and blocked me and all that kind of stuff. But I screenshotted it. I had a lot of fun with it. But the devil wants to do more than just steal your identity. He wants to kill he wants to destroy your purpose on this earth. The devil wants to steal your purpose on this earth. Somebody look at somebody and say, the devil wants to steal your identity. Because he wants to destroy your purpose. Listen to me. Our government, friends, family, they might have given us an identity, but before... Your family or whoever give you that identity as Penny before you ever give Texas and Bethany an identity of mom and dad. God gave you a purpose. God gave you a design. Before you were ever formed in your mother's belly, God knew who you were. And let me just say this for a side note. That's why we don't believe in abortion. Because this verse right here in Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 4, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. What was he saying? He was saying, Brandon, before you was ever born, God knew what he wanted you to be. Amen. Savannah, before you were ever born, God knew what He wanted you to be. He ordained it. Or He never would have allowed you to be born. You weren't born in this world by accident. Uh, now, I don't know if any of you in here are recipient of one of these things. That I, I've heard people say this before that about a kid. Well, he was an accident. Preston's like, me. my wife, her mama was... Uh, older when she had her, what, 40, something like that? Uh, I was an accident. You know what they mean? I didn't plan on you being here. So we wasn't planning to have a child. But here you are. I love you, though. That's right. But you're not an accident. And you're not an accident, Bobby. You're not an accident. God has a purpose for you. Everyone here, everybody here was born to serve God. More than just serve God, you were born with a purpose. You were born. No doubt you've heard me, you've heard me preach it, say it, but let me say it again tonight on this first midweek service of 2023. 
God created you with a purpose, but He also created you with a place on the inside of you that is totally empty and void. There's a place inside of you that's nothing is there. And it's only meant for God to be inside of that place. And what the devil wants to do, Tristan, he wants to take you, me, everybody here, and let us have a lifetime of trying to feel that empty feeling on the inside of us that we have inside of us that when you fill it with anything besides God, besides the purpose that God created you for, you're going to feel unfilled, unfulfilled. That's why a lot of adults and young people like, they go from one relationship to the next relationship. They go from one person to the next. A lot of people, when you get older, when people get older, they go from one job to the next job. Go from one argument to the next argument. One, one thing after the next. They're just constantly trying to feel something inside of them that can only be filled with Jesus. And the problem is when we, tr when, when we feel that empty place in our life with things outside of God's purpose and design, it causes us to lose what our true identity really is. And that's how the devil steals your identity. It's, it is the real identity theft, okay? Is the devil trying to steal your purpose. The devil trying to steal what he has called you to be. That's exactly what the real identity theft is all about. And, and it's kind of a weird thing how this came about, all right? Um, I've been praying about this first service, and, and all of a sudden this morning as I was praying about it, saying, God, what, what do I need to say in this first service of the year? And I was praying and asking God to help me with it. And I, I heard a preacher talking a little bit about something that I'll, I'll mention here in a minute. And then I listened to Bethany and Jake, and they done the Reality Speak podcast last night. And Bethany mentioned something about me up here talking about uh, identity and stuff like that and how she was relating with it, not in that way, but about how sometimes it, she kind of struggled with exactly what her identity is with God and what God, I'm taking exactly, that's what she's talking about, what God really wanted her to do. And no doubt, whether we're young or old here tonight, we're, we're battling with this. Okay, what, what do you really want me to do? And I, can I be honest with you guys today? I'm battling that right now. You guys know we're helping with Sturgis, and I'm helping here, so I'm like, what do you really want me to do, God? <laughs> so it's a battle, and the devil uses these things to try to defeat our mind, to steal our identity. There's a verse in 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4, it, it says this, But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Listen to what it says here. Whom the God of this world... Does anybody know who the God of this world is? Anybody? Who? It's the devil. It's Satan. It's our enemy. It's the one trying to steal our identity. The God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image... Everybody say image. The image of God should shine unto them. When the devil blinds our eyes, we lose our identity, which is only found in Jesus Christ. You're never going to really know who you are unless you let Jesus help you know who you are. You'll never figure it out. 
I, I'll prove that again in a second. Put my, put my text back up there again. And Jake, can, can you do it for me? I, I read this as my opening text. I won't be much longer tonight, but I want to try to help somebody because the devil's trying to steal your identity. But we are with open face beholding him as in a glass. Anybody know what this word glass right here means? Anybody? I'm going to take a guess at it. This glass, Jagan? Mirror. This is, this is a mirror is what he's talking about. With an open face, the Lord, we're looking inside with our face. We're looking in this glass, this mirror. Beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even by the Spirit of the Lord. What this is meaning is saying, look, we need to look into the mirror and what we should see is Jesus on us. And if we don't look at ourselves and see Jesus as a reflection in our life, then the devil is stealing your identity. And this is exactly what he's trying to do to everyone in this entire world. But see, here, here's the thing. When the devil steals our identity, he fills that void in us with something from this world that's worthless. Let me, let me give you an example. There's, you may know some of them. And hopefully you're, not on, hopefully you're not on your way to be one of these people. There are men specifically... But there are some women, but specifically, there's 35-year-old men that all they do is play whatever their gaming system is all day long. Xbox. PlayStation. Hopefully that's not going to be you. Can I tell you right now, if you play, if you play more than an hour's worth of Xbox or whatever your flavor of video game is a day, the devil is stealing your identity. Now let me go. Let me go here. What? Bethany must be praying for the TV. <laughs> let me go farther. Okay, we picked on the guys. Let's talk. Let's pick on the girls because this is more a girl thing here. The guys do it, but it's more a girl thing. If you spend probably more than an hour scrolling through Facebook. What if? Yeah. But listen to me. Let's just make it everybody. If, if you spend so much time with social media, we, we, listen, we listen to... Uh, we listened to Brother Bounds preaching the other night, and he was talking about the danger of media. And, and I like the way he put it. He was talking about video games and stuff like that for young people and social media. And then he got to us old people, and he's like, the news. <laughs> because the older you get, it's, 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 the, it's the song that... Uh, um, I can't think of what his name is right now, but it says, as long as old men sit and talk about the weather. <laughs> as long as old women sit and talk about old men. What? I, I'm just trying to make a, a point here tonight that the devil wants us to get entertained with something else and not get ourselves working on looking like Jesus. Okay? And if he's trying to get you 
so involved with somebody else, if you're not married or whatever, you know, that you don't think about God. See, and this is this is what's happening. The devil is as he is called he is committing identity theft on the people of God. And we take all the knowledge of this world and we let that define us. It keeps us from defining our identity with God. It keeps us from what God really designed us to be. And this is why we need our lives only to look like what Jesus wants us to look like. And when we truly find Jesus, we find our purpose and who we really are. But this is only going to happen through what I'm talking about, the mirror. Anybody know what the mirror is? This is the mirror, guys. It's the Word of God. This is Jesus. The Bible says in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And it says the Word was made flesh. We know that is Jesus. So this is Jesus. So I read. Now, now you, might, you probably want to hear this. Listen to this for a second. I read this several years ago, actually. Um. I preached along this subject probably 13, 14 years ago. And I, when I was studying this, I read this. So it said a radio program once had the topic of homosexual ministers. A woman called in, introduced herself as a gay minister. All right? And went on to say that she had talked to ministers, she had talked to psychiatrists, some more people. They all gave her the assurance that she was gay and that was okay. The talk show host said something that really we need to think about. The host asked this woman, by what authority are they telling you that it's okay? And this is where it comes down to. There can only be one authority in our lives. And that is Jesus. That's the Word of God. That's the only thing that we can judge our life by is the Word of God. Now, that's just one subject. Now, we can get on a lot of subjects here tonight. We could talk about a lot of different things. But um, that's just something I'd read when I'd studied this. Because that is something that people really are struggling with right now in identity. The devil is trying to tell somebody that they're something that they're not. And it's just we can leave we can leave homosexuality. We can go on to other things. And we can just talk about that tonight. But my whole point here tonight is to tell us that Jesus wants to change us into his image. Anybody know what Jesus is? Anybody know? Outside Savior. You know what the Bible says? He, he is God. He's God, He's love. So if we don't have this love inside of us and we don't have this love for doing the great things of God and, and doing what God's called us to be, then there is a thief trying to steal your identity. But listen to me. There's no, this is nothing new because this goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. So I'm going to need your help with this, alright? Does anybody know who the very first two people in the world was? Adam and Eve. Good job. Good job. Been listening to something. Adam and Eve. Okay. 
So, Adam and Eve was put where? Anybody know? The Garden of Eden. Thank you. Thank you there, Bobby. Good job. Let's put in the Garden of Eden. All right, let's go a little farther than this. Anybody know what was put in the garden with them? Anybody? There's all kinds of trees. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby's chiming in here helping a lot. There was put in this, there was put in this garden a tree. A lot of trees, but this one particular tree. And what was the name of that tree? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now I want you to let that settle in your head for a second. In the garden, there was put something that was called a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now let me ask you this question. What was the sin that caused them to be thrown out of that garden? Disobedience. What did, they, what did they do that was a disobedience? Bobby? They ate of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So let me, let me go farther. What happened when they ate of this tree? They realized it was Thank you very much. It's turned into a competition here, right? She's a good, but she's right. Why did they know? What? Now this might be a little deeper. We'll see if you can get it. What? What happened that made them realize? They looked and said, "I'm naked." Plain and simple, right? Okay. Now then, they got the knowledge of the good and evil. What happened when they'd done that? Now let's 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 take it theological here, okay? We're going a little deeper than that. That's the real obvious thing. But let's take it theological. Let's go a little deeper. What happened to who God created them to be? They lost what God created them to be. They lost their identity. Because they eat of this tree and they lost their identity. And that identity was wrapped up in this. That you are supposed to trust God with some things in your life. A lot of things in your life. And Sister Penny, when they eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what happened? All of a sudden the devil began to show them, well, there's... Well, you may be naked, but... Now then, there's some imperfection in you there's and they begin to look at their self different and think I'm, I'm i'm incomplete there's something something not right about me and it, it they lost their identity because here's the thing when you really know who you are you will never have a problem standing before god naked and unashamed. If we'll be honest here tonight, a lot of people, we struggle with our relationship with God because we don't feel good enough. We don't feel like we measure up. We don't feel like we'll ever be what we need to be. And we'll feel like I'm missing something in my life. And see, that's why the devil, that's why I'm talking about this identity theft tonight. The devil is stealing who He's really created us to be. He created us to be a child that we can stand before Him just like our children 
Uh, let me take it a little farther. Just like a husband and wife that can be together. When this, see, let, let, I'm going to go here. Let me just go here for a second because it needs to go here. <laughs> Y'all going to think I'm crazy. But it's probably partly because I'm, anyway, let's, let me go here. I might be crazy, but let me just go here because somebody needs to talk about it. Let's talk about sex for a second. Well, it's got everybody's attention, right? Let's talk about sex for a second. We talk about it all the time, about how it's bad and you shouldn't do it. But, <laughs> are y'all ready for this? She's like, yeah. But God created that to be something beautiful between a man and a woman. But in its right place. Not outside of a marriage, but inside of a marriage. And when it comes to a man and wife being married, it is designed to be one of the most beautiful parts of a marriage. And not just because of the sexual pleasure part of it, but because what it does, it works just like, it takes us back to the Garden of Eden. Back to a place where you have God and man, and they can stand before God naked and unashamed. And what's happened is the devil has got into people, our young people specifically, and taken something that was meant to be beautiful, and now that our churches are taking, oh, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, you don't do it. So when they get married, they have problems with a sexual relationship with their spouse. Now this is a whole other subject we can get into tonight. But I'm not going to go there, but it kind of goes with what I'm talking about. But I want you to understand that if you're a young person here today, you're trying to put your identity in something that you're not even ready for. Okay? So let me be really real with you tonight. Our identity, God wants to take us back to that place where we can stand before Him and there's no shame. We, don't, we, we realize He sees us he sees us in all of our flaws. And this goes back to what I was talking about with a husband and wife, the way it's supposed to be designed, is when they're married and they're together, there is no shame between them. And they're not, they're okay with being exposed with their lifelong partner in the God-designed place it's supposed to be. Is that making sense to anybody? I hope so. We've got some younger ones here, uh, young adults, whatever, but... This is going along with what I'm talking about. And the devil is stealing our identity to where we don't feel worthy. We don't feel good enough. And it's going back to that same thing in the Garden of Eden. We're just naked and ashamed. And let me tell you something. It's stealing our identity probably more than anything else in this entire world. Are you ready? It's called the internet. You know why? It's the place that you can find all the knowledge of the good and evil that you want. Absolutely. How ironic is it that every, the thing that everybody is so wrapped up in right now with the internet. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm on the internet every day. Um, I use it for 
a lot of good stuff, and I use it for a lot of mind-numbing stuff. Because how easy just to sit there and go. So, for example, we're standing there today at work, and my my foreman comes out and he says, "Hey, you know them, you know them little oranges we all like so good. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The cuties. Anybody read the cutie oranges? Love the cuties. But you do you know there's another little orange that is something like them, but they're not as good as the cuties? Mandarin. Mandarin? There's another one. Anybody know what it is? We. We're standing there. There's five guys standing there trying to figure out what it is. All of a sudden, this one guy pulls out his phone and says, I'll find it. In a matter of seconds, he searched it. Halos, that's it. And, and we're all sitting here. And, but here's the thing. At our fingers is all the knowledge and all the wisdom that we need. And isn't that so ironic? And this is, this is where I heard Brother Woodward, Raymond Woodward talking today. So this is not me. I heard Brother Raymond Woodward talking about this today. He said, isn't it ironic that all the way back to the beginning, if it caused us to lose our identity, is what's causing us to lose our identity right now. Because if some of you young people and adults alike in here would be honest with you, how many times have you sat and looked at Facebook or social media or you've watched something that has made you feel bad about yourself because you didn't measure up to what you've seen? You're absolutely right. So, there's an identity theft that's going on. And the devil is trying to steal our identity of who he's really created us to be. And from the first time man and woman broke the fellowship with God, that is the first time this crisis identity has come in effect. We have too much knowledge out there that we were never meant to have. Too much knowledge out there. It keeps people from reading their Bible because all they got to do is Google it. It keeps people from studying their Bible because all they got to do is Google it. It keeps people from coming to church because all they got to do is find a church on YouTube or Facebook. It's totally and completely rearranging our world. Can we do without it? It's probably hard for us to do without it. But we got to learn how to manage this thing because there's an identity crisis that's going on. And there's a devil that's stealing our identity. So... The devil is telling us, it's deceiving us. It's trying to convince us that you don't need God. You're better than God. God doesn't want you. But guys, the end result is always this. You don't need God. And when I look into his eyes, everybody say his eyes. Whose eyes am I talking about? Now, has anybody ever looked in the eyes of God? Yes, you have. You want to look into the eyes of God for me tonight? Here it is. This is the eyes of God. Because this is Him. This is His mirror. This Bible is the authority. This Bible is what will help you figure out who you are. Okay? So, I got a few notes, but I want to bring this in. I can do it like this. 
Anybody know who Peter is? Peter from, uh, Peter from this. <laughs> Peter from the Bible. Simon Peter. Anybody know what Simon Peter was in the Bible? He's a fisherman. What did, what did he turn into being? Anybody know? He became one of the disciples. Everybody say a disciple. How many disciples were there? Anybody know? Twelve. Thank you very much. This is Bible quiz tonight. Okay. So Peter, he was loud. He was boisterous. And one day Jesus asked them, he said, who do people say that I am? And some of them said, well, you're John the Baptist. Some of them say you're the old prophet Elijah that's come back to life. But he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter spoke up, Bobby, and he said this. I, I envisioned he was loud, he was boisterous. I envisioned Peter turning around and saying, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. When Peter recognized Jesus for who he really was, Peter turned back around and looked at Peter and said, and you are Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. When you guys figure out who Jesus is, let me say you guys, when we figure out who Jesus is, then he'll tell you who you are. Now Peter forgot that because he ended up denying the Lord. He ended up saying, I don't know who he is. <laughs> They said, you was with Jesus, weren't you? And they said, I don't know who he is. You leave me alone. So it's easy to come in here tonight and say, in a service like this where we're talking about this, oh, I know who Jesus is. But when you get out there and the friends say, are you a Christian? Oh, I don't know. Well, this is what Peter does. But then something happened to Peter after Jesus died. Anybody know what happened to Peter in Acts chapter 2? Anybody know what happened to him? Acts chapter 2. We, we preach it all the time. Acts 2.38. Savannah, can you quote it? You have before. Exactly right. Peter preached. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost because he had just received the Holy Ghost. So, what happened to Peter? That transformed his life because not only was that mirror the Word, now that mirror's on the inside of him and it transferred his life. This is why we're constantly telling you, you need the Holy Ghost in your life. Has anybody ever played with a piece of copper? Anybody? Like a copper wire? Anybody ever played with a piece of copper wire? Isn't it cool? What can you do with a piece of copper wire? You can bend it. You can bend it all over different places. Huh? You can sell it for scrap. Yeah, you can sell it for a lot of money. But hear me. Hear me out for a second. Have you ever picked up a piece of copper and you can just bend it? It's really cool. But you know what you can do with copper? You can bend it in cool looking shapes and hang it up in your room. And it looks pretty neat. Or... Uh, I've seen at work, we've taken copper and bent it to make a latch and shut a door or something. You can do all kind. You can bend it in all kinds of directions and it's kind of cool. But let me ask you this. Is that what copper was designed for? You know what copper was designed for? Anybody know? 
Peenies? No, it was something else that it was designed for. What is it? Conduction. It's conductive. And here's the thing. Copper, you can do a lot of things with it, bend it, but inside of copper, there is protons and electrons. And when that wire, copper wire, is connected to power, it becomes a conductor of that electricity. Exactly. If you're on the opposite end of that conductor, you're going to get hit. And it's going to shock you. But the whole point of Peter, before he was connected, he denied the Lord because he didn't really have a revelation of who he was. But when he got connected, see, Peter got all bent out of shape. He got bent out of shape and he was bent here and bent there. And some of us here tonight, your life has all been out of shape. You don't know who you are. You're struggling to figure out who you are because the thief has stole your identity. But tonight, what I'm going to tell you is if you'll let the Holy Ghost get a hold of you like it did Peter, you're going to figure out who you are because you're going to become what God's designed you to be and that is a conductor of Jesus' power in your life. Does that make sense to anybody? Yeah. I hope so. Alright, Bethany, come on. We're just like that wire here tonight. We've been bent. We've been manipulated by people and by the devil. But if we can get connected, Jesus is going to change our life. And I believe in 2023, we need to get hooked up with the Holy Ghost once again. But here's the danger, okay? Everybody say short circuit. Everybody stand. That'll get you focused up here for a second. Short circuit. When an electrical circuit like copper, when it has an electric charge put on it, and it's hooked to a, a load, so these lights. These lights we have up here, the, the instruments we use, they have a couple wires that's running to them. And their load is put on them. And whenever um, it's said that a short circuit can happen when that that circuit, that wire is hooked up but not necessarily used, it will short circuit. It'll roll light bulb. It'll, be, it'll, it'll burn out. And if we're not careful, that's what's going to happen to us. We'll just burn out. We'll, we'll get. We'll let Jesus. Because we've seen it last year. Some of you guys received the Holy Ghost for the very first time. Some of you guys spoke in tongues. But then you've done nothing. You know what happened? You just sit there and do nothing. Then you put the power on it. You know what happened? It'll blow it. We don't want nobody to be short-circuited. But what we want tonight, we want nobody to burn out. 
but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You should be witnesses. And tonight, I'm challenging you to let Jesus show you what you really were created for and let Jesus change your life. So I'm asking you to come pray tonight. If you don't know who you are, come up here and say, Jesus, the devil is trying to steal my identity. I don't know who I am. Good job, sweetheart. <laughs> come ask Jesus to help you. Say, Jesus, I want to know who I really am. Will you show me who I am? Could you come pray tonight? Don't you be already here. I challenge you to come up here and pray and not just let you. Ask Jesus to help us figure out who we are. Don't let the devil steal your identity.